Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. This is an age where we can scan our face to approve a payment of, uh, you know, up to $10,000, but we can't make a security deposit on an apartment or split it with three roommates, or we have to fill out a paper application and wait three days to find out if we got rejected or not. It's silly. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. We could not do this without the community believing in our vision together. We Are LA Tech is independently funded, funded by you, the community. So to support We Are LA Tech, go to patreon.com slash we are LA Tech. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash we are LA Tech. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast here in Los Angeles from the Santa Monica studio. Yes, so excited to have someone here who I absolutely appreciate, an enthusiast in the We Are LA Tech Slack community. And I asked Nick if he would come in and be on the show. Hi, Nick. Hi, how are you? So good. Okay, so go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and what you do. My name is Nick Daze. I am the co-founder and CEO of Block. At Block, we're building a collaborative apartment hunting tool for renters to collaborate with their roommates, with their family and friends, and with Block itself um, to find and get a great apartment. And what inspired you to create Block? First of all, I've been a renter my entire adult life. I'm still a renter. So is my co-founder. And everyone I've ever met, which is some people, but not all the people um, in the world, uh, that rent all really hate it. It's one of the top five most miserable experiences that we in this modern age of uh, technological sophistication, yeah. uh, we have to endure this terrible experience of being renters, uh, at least in major cities. Super competitive. Um, there's there's no transparency in what's out there. Um, people often try to scam you. Um, mm. And at the end of the day, you make this huge decision um, about signing a lease on a place with very little information, right? You sign a document that says you're going to pay you know, twenty to $30,000 over the course of a year, and uh, you've only seen the place for 10 minutes. And when you move in, you find out there are silverfish and the uh, high school marching band across the street practices every morning. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So uh, my co-founder and I are really passionate about this space because it's a problem that we've had and a lot of people we love have had. And um, we've spent years talking about the space and we've spent about a year in deep customer discovery and research and a lot of that stuff that doesn't scale the hands-on work with real renters. And um, we've learned a lot. We're still learning a lot, but we're making some cool stuff. And how long has Block existed? We incorporated in October. Um, we've been talking about Block and we've been calling it Block for a couple years. And what um, a great URL blocked at app. Yeah, we definitely stayed up um, and pounced on it when the dot app top level domain <laughs> became available, which yeah. was just a few, like a month or two ago. Um, 
but it was exciting. We we got the name. For like six bucks? Oh, no. It cost like, I think, $11,000 or something like that. Whoa. Um, which was a lot to spring. So you're not allowed to quit your startup now. <laughs> no, I'm not allowed to quit my startup. <laughs> now you're in. You're yeah. committed. Yeah, but um, it was super worth it because um, we had another URL. It still works if you go to it blockhq.co but a lot of people get confused and go is it .com is it block with it yeah. so it's you know even though it was quite a bit of money um to buy the domain it was it's worth it because people can remember block.app and they say is it spelled weird and we say no it's spelled block.app exactly how you think and it's, it's not the whole tech trend yeah or the the k oh, where you make up it, a yeah. funny yeah, yeah make up a funny name and so where are you in the development of Block now? Um, like how many people do you have working w- with you? How many people are utilizing the app? Where are you in the stage? So uh, in terms of full-time employees, it's my co-founder and me. My co-founder's name is Julian and he's awesome. Hi, he's Julian. a software engineer, <laughs> a brilliant software engineer. And um, and we have uh, three team members that are, um, that are with us. One is part-time uh, and the other two are interns for the summer, one from LMU and one from USC. And... Um, Everyone's fantastic. And where are we in the process is what you asked. We have been building the product as it is now um, for about six or so months, which is not a long time. And uh, we tested it during those six months with about 200 um, active users. But these were people that we talked to every day, text yeah. messages, text messaged with, um, got into like pulled into our Slack instance and we're talking to at midnight, um, and really got to know their needs. And so these were kind of our alpha testers and we just launched our private beta to, uh, about 200 more users, nice. um, a couple weeks ago. And right now signups for the private beta are alive, but we're not letting people in, um, Immediately, only because we're bringing people in in batches of a few dozen so that we can study how they use it, uh, find any show-stopping bugs, uh, make tweaks, and it's the way we're doing it. And so why do this life yeah. instead of a stable one? <laughs> That's a fantastic question. I mean, you have kids, you have a wife, yeah. you have grown-up responsibilities, yeah. and you're in the startup world. That must be fucking terrifying, man. <laughs> it is super terrifying. Um, emotionally, it's been quite a journey and it, and it will continue to be quite a journey. Um, I couldn't do it if my wife wasn't the most supportive and awesome human being, kick-ass human being in the universe. Um, and my co-founder is a super awesome and uh, a super awesome human being who I trust and communicate well with and, and is one of my dearest friends. Um, it's scary. I think ultimately even as scary and unstable, uh, the life that I've chosen is I need to, um, recognize it, admit and appreciate how fortunate I am that, uh, I'm in, in a growing and in-demand industry with a growing and in-demand skill set, in a growing and in-demand city. And the worst case scenario is that this doesn't work out and I go get a job at uh, another company yeah. and uh, many, many people are not fortunate enough to say that. So I try to remind myself that every single day. Um, and that takes a little bit of the edge off. Um, so the reason I chose it was, was your original question. Um, so I've been either the founder of, or an early stage employee, uh, I'm talking employee number one through 12 at almost every single company I've ever worked at in my professional life. Right. Um, I started my first startup the summer after I graduated from college and, um, and it was going well until the financial crisis happened, yeah. but that's a story for another day. And um, there's nothing else quite like it. I 
I was talking to my wife the other day about the job I left to start block. I was making fantastic money and, um, lifestyle was great. Work was really hard, uh, of course, but, um, I was miserable and this isn't to disparage the specific company I was working for, but just in any growing company that you're not the, the boss or the co-founder, um, someone else is ultimately going to tell you where your curiosity ends. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I am some combination of a curious, creative, hyperactive, uh, person with, um, a little bit of a problem with authority. Yeah. And so um, when I work for companies, I, I see something that inspires me and interests me. I see a problem that I want to yeah, solve yeah. and I want to f- solve that no matter what. Yeah. And when I work for other people, it often gets to a place where they say, no, you got to stop doing that and you got to yeah. do this other thing. Yeah. And it usually ends in, in fights. So not fist yeah. fights, but I get what disagreements. you're saying. Yeah. So, um, I'm making virtually no money now. Um, and, uh, I am r- 10 to a hundred times happier than I was in my last job. And hopefully I won't be making virtually no money forever, but for right now, um, it's, it is what it needs to be. So. Are you fundraising? We will be fundraising in the fall. So we are, we have some things to be learning from our beta that we want to have figured out before we raise institutional money. Uh, we've raised a little bit of friends and family money and a little bit of angel money. Um, just for operating costs, just to buy buy URLs that cost uh, eleven thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, legal fees, server fees, et cetera. But um, we're going to be raising a sizable um, institutional seed round starting this fall, mostly for building the engineering team and and pouring jet fuel on the product that we're building. And how are you going to go about raising? Do you have experience raising in the past? Uh, I have some experience, but we're starting to get to a level where I'm a, a little out of my element. In all honesty. But I'm I'm uh, embracing it with the curious and and positive mind of uh, uh, of a child, and I don't say that in a disparaging way. I say that in a way that um, I think children look at new things that are strange with uh, as though they're filled with opportunity yeah. and not like they're scary. And I, and I see that in my own kids, and I try to emulate that every day. So, where in LA are you guys based? We're in Marina Del Rey. That's actually something I want to talk to you about. Yeah, do it. So. Uh, my my co-founder Julian and I are yeah. both uh, are both alumni of USC. Yeah, and we did not know each other in school. We met at another startup in Santa Monica, and uh, can we say what it was or no? Pose. I don't know if you're familiar with Pose. Uh, no. Pose was a was a great company that is no longer in existence. But what they do uh, the kind of dream team alumni came out of there, and we're all still very close. Pose. Uh, we made a a, a uh, it was a fashion tech company. We made a shoppable, um, user generated content fashion app that got killed by Instagram pretty much because it came out right around the time Instagram came out. And the idea originally was, um, take pictures of your street style and shop the looks in all the outfits. And then Instagram kind of did that. And Pinterest kind of did that. And, um, it's like Mercat. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, um, but it was a fantastic team. The CEO is now a VC. Um, the, uh, the, uh, all the engineers have gone off to do great things. A lot of people are at clutter.com now, um, seedling, uh, a number of, a uh, number of great things. Uh, a buddy of mine, Andrew, um, that was a dev there is now at, um, there's a company, an engineering company that makes elastic search, which is a search, uh, algorithm and, and software. And, um, think they're going public soon. Anyway, everyone's fantastic and we're all still very close, but Pose does not exist anymore. Um, but I was telling you about where we're Marina working. Del Rey, yeah. 
So, uh, long story short, we found out about this program that is not very well promoted and Ooh, um, I'd like to promote it yeah. now, um, through USC, but you mm. don't have to be an alumni to participate yeah. in it, but it's called the USC startup garage. Um, and it's, uh, through the Viterbi school of engineering, they've got an entire floor in Marina del Rey. It's at Lincoln and Mindanao. Yeah. Right by that, like where Mendocino farms is and all yeah. that stuff. And, um, you, it's for very early stage startups. They actually kick you out when you raise uh, money or hire too many employees. Yeah. So everyone there is, uh, you know, teams of five or smaller. Most of the teams there are teams of one or two or three right. people. And, um, it's, uh, it's free office space, which is a huge That's perk in, on the West side. Yeah. Um, and, uh, coffee machine and fast Wi-Fi and a view of the marina. But also hands-on mentorship from professors uh, in the School of Business, the School of yeah. Engineering at USC, um, and then a community of other founders that are kind of going through the same thing that you're going through. And so there is an application process for it, and you have to be approved to get in. But um, we've had teams from UCLA, teams from USC, teams from L LMU, and the goal is to kind of foster and create a community of early-stage startups that are kind of pre-accelerator, even uh, pre-VC pre, pre fundraising stage teams, um, and kind of helping them through their customer discovery process and helping them through, um, figuring out the fundamentals of their business. So I can't, I can't rave about it enough and, and everyone should check it out. It sounds amazing. And you don't have to be in college to apply. No, no. Um, you don't have to I be don't at think UCD and is, you don't have to be in college. Uh, no, I don't think anybody there's in college. Um, and I think the original idea was that it was going to be alumni of USC. Right. But they started to expand that as they realized that there's no reason to exclude people from other schools. Right. Um, the idea is to, I mean, from their point of view, they want to selfishly in a positive way. Right. Uh, build up USC's reputation as a hyper connector of entrepreneurship and, and technology. Right. Um, in Los Angeles. And so they're doing this thing and it's really great. I cannot speak highly enough about it. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love discovering. One of the questions I usually ask, which I haven't been really good about asking today, is what resources have you accessed in L.A. to further your growth? So thank you for answering the, it before I even one. asked. And you should come so, visit us sometime. There are tons of great startups there. I mean, like I want to apply myself. You should. USC Startup Garage? It's called the Viterbi Startup Garage. Yeah. Um, I think if you Google USC Startup Garage, it will probably cool. come up. And Carl, who does our show notes, um, he'll put it in the show notes, too, so you guys will know exactly where to find it. So tell me, like, like, what are the next steps for you? Where do you want to see Block a year from now, six, six months from now? So right now we're still learning. And I think I'm optimistic that we will always be learning. Yeah. But that window will begin to not close, but narrow. Right. The more, the more people we bring on and the more customers that we serve. Um, so our goal right now is to just learn as much as we can, right? This is a very special moment in the formation of a company. Yeah. And if we're too eager to outgrow it, we're going to miss what this is. Right. And um, it's just every day is filled with tons of interactions with real people that have real problems that we're trying to solve. Yeah. Great team members. Um, and we're, we're learning. So um, right now we're stabilizing the web platform. We're, we started on web um, for two reasons. It's no surprise that it's faster and easier to deploy on web than it is on iOS and Android yeah. at this stage. But also we studied how people were looking for apartments and, 90% of the time they're at work trying to hide the fact that they've got Craigslist or Trulia open in their yeah. browser. Um, so their boss doesn't see. Um, and so we wanted to go where people were. People are looking for places to live while on the web. Um, the 
uh, next phase is building out the mobile piece of it. And we don't want to just do a mobile clone where we're taking the features from the web and just putting them on an right. iPhone or Android device. Um, there are special use cases or jobs that a mobile device is hired to do. And we want to nail those and really make it a complementary piece of yeah. the platform. So I, I would expect that after we're done fundraising, um, most of 2019, late 2018, early 2019 is going to be spent um, developing and releasing the the mobile apps and um, investing in the future of the technology of our company. You know, I, we talked about what inspired you to create it, but I don't think we truly got into who you serve and how you serve. Great. So renters in, well, let's specifically focus on millennials because something that we point to a lot um, is that the, the millennial generation ended in 1996. So the last millennials just graduated college last month. And so now all the millennials that ever will be are now in the housing market and uh, two thirds of them are renting and that's up 8% in the last two years in a good economy. And so you've got all of these people that are renting, not just millennials, but let's focus on them for a second. And the ones in big cities and more and more of them are moving to cities have this horrible problem, right? I need to find a place to live. Um, Often I'm under a time constraint. I'm super stressed out. I don't know where to go. I've got seven apps on my phone. Um, and maybe I don't even know who my roommate's going to be. Yeah. And I don't even know how I'm going to make my security deposit. And I have to call my mom or dad to help out or whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever the situation is. It is a tremendously stressful uh, moment. Right. What Block started off with um, was we were trying to, um, and we haven't gone away from this, but it's become a longer term technology vision is we're trying to make an automatic match um, between a renter and an apartment. The Some people say um, in our orbit, some people say it's like Tinder for apartments, but yeah. we actually have said that we want to make finding a great apartment as easy as it is to find a great playlist on Spotify. Yeah. Um, but when we went out into the world and started sitting with people, we realized that there were like way more burning fires in this space than right. we even ever imagined for ourselves. Yeah. And so what we did for about three to six months was we said, let's forget building technology at all. Um, like let's build a couple small yeah. things, but let's actually just go to find people that are really looking for a place to live. And let's say, Hey, uh, we want to be your full-time personal assistants for the job of finding you a place to live. Right. Whatever you need us to do, ask us. Uh, oh, because that's how you understand all their pain points, exactly. and like what's going on and understand what processes. Because your background is a software engineer. My background is as a user experience designer and product guy. User experience and product. And so Julian's a software engineer. Oh, got it. Sorry to sw swap you up. Yeah. And so uh, you both are just trying to find out what technology you should build to match the natural native experiences. Exactly. Yeah. And we've seen in the past, um, many companies, uh, build technology for a problem they think is out there and it's not quite right. And they've put all this time and energy and money into building the software yeah. and then they realize nobody wants it. Nobody needs it. So we said, let's just pause building any software yeah. and let's just literally be people's personal assistants. How many people did you do this with? I'd say we did this with about 36 people to lot. start with. And yeah. it was, I'm not kidding. It was going to their houses, learning their dogs' names, uh, uh, visiting multiple places a day on their behalf, telling property managers that we're their personal assistant and we're there to take pictures and video just for them so that they don't have to do it, spending hours and hours and hours on Craigslist and Trulia and Zillow and apartment lists and all these websites. Um, but we learned so many important things. Um, first of all, we learned that 
the high quality match that we wanted to build originally. Yeah. We could never, ever, ever have done that without a ton of insights, qualitative insights about what's going on in these people's lives. Yeah. Way before they need to find an apartment yeah. and way after they, way after they find right. it. Um, two, we started noticing little use cases that people had. Um, People that had questions about what happens if I have a service dog? Does that apply for a no pet? Like, does that run afoul of a no pets yeah. policy? Or um, often couples uh, that were moving in for the first time together that needed a little extra uh, assistance uh, yeah. because um, they're in love. Maybe they're getting engaged and they don't really are. They're not really aligned on what their needs are. So we kind of worked as like a premarital counselors That's a little bit. Um, th things we learned that the market isn't serving. So, for example, um, we had so many couples where uh, and I don't want to be normative here at all, but like so many times that we saw um, the uh, a, a woman in a relationship uh, veto an apartment that was perfect by any other metric. Um, because there wasn't enough counter space in the bathroom. I don't know if that's a pain point for many women, but it seems to be for a lot of our users yeah, that are women. And so we noticed that like, this is something that, um, none of these platforms measure how much counter space is in the kitchen yeah. or how large the toilet is. I was just going to say is, for me, it's the kitchen. Right. Or if the ceiling has cottage cheese ceiling or yeah. if the floors are hardwood or, or like, laminate. I like vaulted or, ceilings. Yeah. Exactly. And so we started going through and tagging all of these things. And these are all informing our future um, tagging and content management and machine learning plays in the yeah, future. Yeah. Um, so basically we're able to give, so right now when someone comes onto our platform, uh, we're working with them to find apartments. We're using some technology to rank them and give them a score. Um, everyone in a group of people that are looking, we mm -hmm. call it a search party. Yeah. So this could be a couple, it could be three roommates from college, whatever. Yeah. Everyone's seeing the same list of places and, uh, users can request that we scout a place out. So they click a button and we'll go visit the place, take pictures and photos, uh, photos and videos just for them and give them a report and just say, Hey, this place looked nothing like the pictures. It gave us a creepy feeling. It smells funky outside. Um, yeah. there's a weird dog with one eye that like looked at us, uh, when yeah. we were walking out and these are just qualitative things that you cannot capture the yeah. way that the real estate industry is structured today, both in real life and online. Right. And, there's a long way to go before we reach our, our kind of perfect utopian vision that right. block is building. Right. Um, but that's what we're committed to. And to give you some specifics, right? Like we are working towards an industry and a world where um, all your roommates are on the same page, where all of the data is accurate because currently online up to 50% of listings have inaccurate data. Um, and there's nothing more frustrating than trying to nail down a property manager to see if you can have an open house yeah. only to find out that the place isn't available anymore. They just were too lazy to pull it off of yeah. Craigslist. Um, about 8% of listings online are outright scams. So we want. I just heard that uh, yesterday. Someone came by and said that he was really apprehensive because apparently two or three people had said they can't see the place, but they need the deposit first. And I'm like, that's weird. That's one common scam. Another one is asking people to fill out an application up front before they see an apartment. And it's basically a, fi a phishing attempt to get their identity. Um, no. Yeah. We see it all the time. We see listings that are used to be real listings and hackers have just cloned the data, cloned the photos and the content, and then put it up again three months later. And the property manager is not paying attention and they'll put a bogus phone number and email and they'll, no. basically get people to fill out applications and send them off and they've sent their social security and all their no. contact info to someone in wherever they are. 
Um, that's wild. So that's one of the things we're working on is making sure that every piece of data you see is accurate. Um, it's filtered from scams before you even see it. Um, we also really believe in this human component where we send real people out to vet places for you. Um, we noticed this is a kind of a tangent, but something else we learned mm -hmm. in our customer discovery phase was that, um, we noticed a weird thing. We didn't know at first why it was happening. Mm -hmm. And it was that people that were more senior in their careers by title, uh, were more successful at getting a places. Um, so we had a metric that we made internally for how, uh, how good of an apartment hunter someone was. Mm -hmm. And we ranked that by, um, how quickly did the person find and get an apartment that they wanted and that was high quality. Right. And we noticed people that had titles like director of marketing or senior engine, lead engineer of Android development or whatever yeah. were getting their places faster and getting higher quality places. Yeah. At first we thought it might have to do with money or with age or something. Yeah. But what it turns out is that um, the more senior in your career you are, the less likely you are to get busted for bailing on work for 45 minutes to go check out an apartment that looks cool. So oh. what we noticed was that the director of marketing at snap was able to leave for 45 minutes in the middle of the day to go check out a spot in Venice beach and then find out if it was good or bad and move on to the next one on the list. Whereas someone that's more junior, someone that's a junior, uh, yeah. junior product they have to marketer wait till after 630. have to wait usually until the weekend. Ah. So by the time it's Saturday rolls around, either the great place is already gone because the director of engineering already got it, or you show up and there's 40 other people and you've yeah. got a cashier's check in your hand and it's like battle Royale. Yeah. So that's why we invented scouting. Um, it's basically to say you could be a junior, uh, a junior product marketing, uh, yeah. analyst and you can click a button and you'll pay us for it, but we'll go right now. We'll go today and we'll let you know if it's good or not. And if it is good, we'll get the ball rolling on an application for you so that you don't have to wait until Saturday. It could be Tuesday morning at nine thirty AM and you'll get signal on whether or not that place is good by lunchtime. Yeah. Um, so that's really important to us. And then finally, Getting multiple people uh, in a in a group of people applying for an apartment, getting having them be able to apply, uh, pay for, and get the status of whether they're in or not yeah. on the same day, right? Like this is an age where we can scan our face to approve a payment of uh, you know up to ten thousand yeah. dollars um, to buy a lot of things, but we can't make a a security <laughs> deposit on an apartment or split it with three roommates. Um, oh, or we have to fill out a paper application and wait three days to find out if we got rejected or not. It's silly. So um, there are all these little pieces and I self-conscious cause I'm talking so much. No, but this is really way. interesting. What's interesting to me is when we, when you came in earlier and you were explaining it to me, I, you were saying that it's hard to describe it quickly now, after doing a full podcast interview with you, I get it because yeah. like I get it so much more now than I did at the beginning. Well, that's in the beginning. Good. What it sounded like was like almost like a group chat. But and that's a feature we have but, but focused on apartment rentals. And now I understand it's just so much more. It absolutely is. Group chat is incidentally a, a feature of our product, which is people are loving as well. 
um, because that's another thing we noticed. If I can tell a little story, yeah. you'd have like, um, you'd have like a couple looking for an apartment and one person is more organized and on top of things. And that's usually, uh, that's usually a woman and she's, um, she's sending seven listings on like Zillow and truly yeah. and all these places to whoever she's yeah. moving in with. And then two days go by before any responses. And then it's like, did you give me your opinion about this place? Yeah. And then the reply comes in. I don't like the floors. And then a fight breaks out because they don't know which of the seven links the they floor comments like the was floor. about. Yeah. So like we have every listing in our platform has a chat, uh, basically has a chat thread under the listing yeah. that is private to the people in your search party. Yeah. And so all your conversations are kept That's threaded so cool. out, uh, apart from one another. Yeah. And then you can message the property managers from the listing. Uh, they don't see your chat history. We basically just send them a text message. But when they reply, it gets popped you into the feed. You need to do this for office space too. There are a lot, like we've also gotten a lot of people requesting that we do this for home buying, but we, um, we're listening to that, but we've got plenty on our hands for the yeah. foreseeable future and we yeah, want to yeah. stay focused. So totally. what you said about describing it, um, I'm glad you understand it now. Yeah. Uh, this is self-consciously, if I can be vulnerable in the yeah. podcast real quick, please. a major problem I'm having right now, I'm sure we'll, we'll come to a resolution soon, but um, a lot of people say, oh, well, the hard part's the product and the technology and you guys have that nailed. So this is a superficial problem and that couldn't be further from the truth. I need to be able to quickly articulate the idea. It did um, sound like a superficial problem. It sounded like, well, why can't I just text somebody something? Yeah. Like yeah. it sounded like it was like, does it, I could now that you've described it through and through, I'm like, oh, I could see how that could make my life a lot easier, especially if I'm in like a multi-party searching for something like if it's a couple situation or friends um, but even like I told you, that guy came by, was worried that he was being scammed because two people or three, I can't remember the amount anymore, but had done that. And I thought that was crazy. It's not crazy. Yeah. Um, essentially, we're building a, a digital concierge for renters. There you go. Digital concierge for renters. But it sounds expensive. It does sound expensive. And it sounds like, and I don't think it's expensive. Right now it's free, we're right? Testing, yeah. Right now it's free while we're in private beta. One of the other reasons that we're controlling who comes in. Yeah. Um, when we, when we go full 1.0, we, we will have our pricing announced. So I'm not prepared to announce pricing right now, but we will be charging for, um, pro features, including unlimited scouts. Um, we're testing our pricing as part of the beta, but I want to frame it this way, uh, about the price, whatever it ends up being. There are a handful of really big financial decisions that you've either already made or will make in your life. In order, they're probably buying a house if you ever do that. I've not yet done that. Um, next is uh, if you go to a college or university, um, finding, getting into, and financing a college education. Um, and then a lot of people think the next thing is buying a car. Yeah. People spend twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 on a car. The average rent in Los Angeles across all bedroom sizes today is $2,700 a month. If you sign a 12-month lease, you are committing legally to paying between twenty and $35,000 on your rent yeah. over the next year. That's a really big commitment. But unlike a car, which you probably test drive and research and get feedback from people, or a university, which you spend months visiting and yeah. uh, do it, taking SATs, et cetera, or a home where you're paying professional people to help you inspect it. Yeah. A lot of people are taking apartment rentals sight unseen, especially people moving from city to city. Yeah. But there are even people here that uh, move within Los Angeles that will make a decision after 10 minutes. Uh, oh yeah, the place looks good. I like the floors. Oh, new refrigerator. Great. Sign me up. 
And then they find out that there's a pest problem yeah. or that the high school marching band practices across yeah, yeah, the street yeah. or whatever's wrong with it. Yeah. But you're already stuck there. Yeah. So one of the things we want to point out is that whatever we end up charging, um, that we're bringing a tremendous amount of peace of mind and a tremendous amount of ease to a stressful process and to a process that has is attached to a really huge dollar value. Um, and that is what you're going to be paying over the next year for the term of the lease. So that doesn't mean we're going to be charging a ton of money, but we're going to get the pricing right um, over the course of the next couple of months. Amazing. Where can people find you online? People can find us at www.block.app. Um, exactly how it sounds. No funny spellings. And we have links to Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, Instagram on there. Uh, we're still trying to nail down the good, uh, the good tight and clean uh, social media handles. That's eluding us so far, <laughs> but we're working on it. So find them there. And how can people connect with you directly? Uh, I, I am very active on Twitter, um, although I go off the rails on like robots and Muppets and outer space and politics sometimes. But if that sounds interesting, find me on Twitter at Nick Daze, N-I-C-K-D-A-Z-E. And I also talk about startups and entrepreneurship. And I also like to make my email address available to people if they want to reach out for any reason. Um, Nick at block.app. Perfect. Two more questions. One, if you had any ask of the community of the thousands of people listening, something they could do to support you and your success and move block forward, what would that ask be? That's a great question. Um, I think getting involved in the uh, block community that we're trying to foster on social media and in the platform. So signing up for the beta um, doesn't cost anything. And uh, we're right now, that's not just a, a, a request for uh, user numbers. We're really, really deeply trying to learn from the problems people have. So um, how about this? Only follow us on social media or sign up for the beta if you're actually looking for a place to rent. Um, we don't want anyone else right now. That's a tease, obviously. You can <laughs> join us if you want to, but um, we want to learn from you and from your problems and we want to solve them. So reach out and let us know uh, how we can help make this a better experience for everyone. I want someone to solve all my problems. <laughs> well, Nick, thank you so much for sharing Block with thank the We Are LA Tech community me. and being part of the We Are LA Tech community. I super appreciate it. I'm a big fan of the community. I know. it's. How did you just... Oh, you told me. Um, I was referred by a friend that's in it. Yeah. He, he was a former startup. Nick founder. is in the, in the We Are LA Tech Slack. Yeah. And it's a great resource. If anyone out there is not part of it, you should uh, apply to be, is there an application process still? Yeah. I think I had to apply yeah. to get in, but I'm big on having a no asshole it. policy. It's good. Like you won't get into anything I do if you're a jerk. That's good. It's <laughs> a good policy. Uh, if you want to connect with more incredible people like Nick, as Nick said, go to the wearelatech.com slash VIP private Slack chat. And you could, we have a jobs channel. We have all sorts of, cooler conversations and uh, direct messages. The craziest thing is when I hear like people found their investors on there. I know you've done some like market research on there. And user testing yeah. on the Slack. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting Slack all the ways people, people use it. And uh, remember to check out the We Are LA Tech mobile app at wearelatech.com slash APP if you want to see what's going on in the LA Tech community. It's every single LA Tech event organizer's event, so not just We Are LA Tech, and you could add everything to your calendar in one swipe. And I will talk to you guys, see you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. We Are LA Tech is independently funded by the community. We couldn't make this happen without your support. If you too want to contribute to We Are LA Tech and see us making the podcast, building the mobile apps, 
creating the events year after year, consider contributing at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash we are LA tech. Thank you. We appreciate you. Hi, this is Nick Gaze, CEO of Block. We're based in Marina Del Rey, and we use technology to make finding an apartment way easier. You're listening to We Are LA Tech. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.